0: Welcome to the Christians Weight Success Podcast. I am Christian Evans. In 2015, I launched my blog, dot Success.net to answer the question of how I lost 187 pounds. And but today we won't be doing a full podcast. We'll be doing like a combination. We are doing uh one of our first interviews, and today's guest will be Miss. Elise Robinson of be Beaforeigner.com be is an online community that provides job opportunities and resources needed to, to move to another country. Elise is originally from Sacramento, California and is now a citizen of Mexico. She has our own podcast, black woman in Mexico available on all podcast platforms. So make sure you go to subscribe to that. And today we'll be talking with Elise, about main, her, her maintaining her fitness goals while traveling, uh, the American diet versus the Mexican diet versus the Mexican diet, as well as current uh, uh, as well as current affairs and how they relate to her. Uh, without further ado, uh, please introduce yourself, Miss Elise Robinson.
1: Um, uh, pretty much summed it up pretty well. Um, except I'm not a citizen yet. I am a permanent resident, so in American-speak, that is, I have my green card. So I got, well, less than three years to go to become a citizen, and I'm going to apply the day I can become one. (laughs) Uh, Let me see what else. Uh, Oh, yeah, I got a blog. My blog is eliserobinson.com, so if you want to check that out, um, I post... um, uh, daily happenings that, that goes on in Mexico here, um, of course, the big thing that's going on right now is COVID, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, um, and then just crazy stuff that happens to me because, I mean, of course, there's not many Black people that live in Mexico, so.
0: Okay, sounds good. So, what is the difference between being Foreigner.com and at least Robinson.com?
1: Um, well elise is just about me, of course. Um, that's my name. Um, and like I said, it's just, you know, crazy stuff, interesting stuff that happens to me as a, a black American woman that lives in New Mexico, because there ain't very many of us here. Um, and then be a foreigner is like you said, um, I provide opportunities to move overseas when I moved overseas, people were like, you know, how'd you do it? I don't know the first steps. And so it became into a business of be a foreigner and it's called be a foreigner because when you move overseas, you are classified as a foreigner. It it don't matter what country you go to, you're going to be classified as a foreigner (laughs) Um, in whatever language that they speak. Um, But it all, it all, it all goes back to being a foreigner. Um, and yeah, I provide resources. And sometimes, you know, I get little tips and tricks in my podcast, YouTube videos on my, um, blog, um, you know, but basically just the ups and downs of being again, a foreigner in a different country, because of course, there's many, many differences of living in America and Mexico's classified as a third world country. So, um, there's very many differences. And of course, Spanish, Spanish, uh, you know, so many differences that come along with being an expat immigrant in another country.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just a little uh, background history between me and Elise. Um, we first got connected via one of the many different social networks that were on um, just through probably me promoting myself um, as a personal trainer or um, just promoting one of my many different videos, cooking food or something like that. And um, I noticed that she had a blog as well. I was probably asking her a question because I was new to the blog game, um, And we developed a, developed a friendship over that. Um, and during that time, we exchanged, uh, we also not exchanged, but currently still exchanged different business ideas um, we have a, a group chat you know, on our Facebook Messenger with uh, me and Elise and a couple other different people, um, entrepreneurs, of course, and we share tips and tricks about you know, what's working on social media, what isn't working, how that applies to um, um, the sectors that we're in, the genres that we're in, um, and how we can both help each other, right? So we're creating our own network and um, what better way to try to expand you know, both of our networks then to actually do this video or do this podcast. But this still goes hand in hand into what I'm doing as far as personal training, um, because we still have to maintain our health um, day by day. And especially now, since health is pretty much the primary focus, especially with COVID out here. And um, I just wanted to bring Elise on so she can share um, her experiences with what's going on with being an entrepreneur and still having to take that time out to maintain her health and fitness goals and whatever that is. Right. So, um, I'll start with the first question of what challenges do you face maintaining your fitness goals being (laughs) abroad?
1: Um, number one, the language, (laughs) (laughs) um, of course, um, you know, I'll walk into a gym or something and I'm trying to explain what I need, what I'm looking for. And I don't know what the word is for, if they have a different word for yoga or do they have a different word for, you know, CrossFit? Do they have a different word for swimming? Well, yeah, they do have one for swimming. I know that, but, um, uh, making time as an entrepreneur, um, at this point after COVID, I got I got COVID body because I actually was sick. I was sick. I, I think I actually had it um for about a, a month and a half. I've never had asthma before and I was fine last year. So I think I had it and so I put on I put on some weight <laughs> laying around in the bed for a month and a half. But um the huge yeah, the huge difference would be the language. Um, they have gyms here, they have uh, swimming pools. Um I, where I live currently is hot as hell. So unless you're gonna work out at like 10 o'clock at night or super early in the morning at like six o'clock in the morning, um there is there is no in-between. You ain't you ain't working out. Um but but yeah, I mean there's no real differences. They all they have CrossFit swimming, um, yoga, they have all that stuff here. Um, but like I said, if you were to take a class, you know, you would just have to follow the movements.
0: You right, 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 be more <laughs> you
1: wouldn't even be able to understand what they're saying right, to a certain extent. Right. So but it's it's a good way to learn. It is yeah. definitely a good way to learn.
0: Yeah, good. So you mentioned COVID body. So what is your definition of of COVID body? Because everybody's is Subjective. Some people can say, Oh, I got COVID body. I actually, you know, lost weight or, you know, <laughs> I gained weight. So, what is COVID body's definition for you? So, what's the definition of COVID body according to you?
1: Dude, um, putting on, well, like you said, it could go both ways because some people actually, you know, started getting healthier because they saw that people were, were, um, you know, getting sick because of their, uh, what are they calling them? Uh, not pre diagnosis. Diseases. I'm just gonna say diseases um, that they that they had. So it might have pushed them into you know getting healthy. And then the flip side of it is people just sitting around not doing nothing and just eating, which is what I did. So and right. I was eating bad too. I, I won't lie. I was eating donuts <laughs> and everything else to make me feel better because, like I said, I was I was going through
0: things. right, right, like, <laughs> right. So do you think it was like stress eating or was it just? um Hey, I'm in the house. I don't have anything else to do. Or, um, what do you attribute that, that eating for, um, from, or, you know, what's your, what was, what was your, your reasoning behind that?
1: Yeah, it was definitely stress eating. Um, cause I'm normally in the house anyway. So, I mean, my routine didn't really change that much cause I work from home and I only go out when I, you know, I have, I want to do something or I have to take care of some business, but yeah, I had to say it was stress because, I mean, my normal routine really didn't change. Right. I was just going through and I was stressed out
0: and, you know, right.
1: sugar helps you cope. You <laughs> I was eating yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Eat ice cream. That's, the, that's, the,
0: that's the number one drug in the <laughs> you now is sugar. And, you know, we all stress eat, you know, and I stress ate, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm looking at the news and, you know, it's, you know, the Dateline, NBC, um, um, of logo music coming on makes your heart heartbeat. And, you know, in today's news, you know, COVID, you know, this many people die. this. And so you're like, you know, what's really going on. And if it's, if I'm getting ready to go out, I might as well have a piece of cake, you know what I mean? Or several or whatever. So, you know, we're all into that. And I just wanted to, you know, know what, you know, your, your thinking was, was it, was it stress eating? Because everybody did that, you know, not just you, um, everybody did. And then after things, uh, after people became more educated on, you know, how it affected them and their community, they were able to make a decision on how they would move and go, and go forward. So that's cool. Um, what are the differences in your diet there in Mexico compared to the American diet? You know, what are um, like different trends or mainly so much so far for you? Let me know that. Let me rephrase that. So you know, what is what is the difference that that you've seen in, in your diet? um, there compared to the American
1: diet. Huge difference. Huge difference. Um, I actually did a podcast on, um, you know, do they have the warnings that go out? Cause you know, I'm in the expat community and so I know people all over the world. And so I posed the question to them in one of my groups and I'm like, do you have any of those, you know, E. coli, uh, you know, recalls, warnings in your country. And they're like, "No, nah, I've, I've never even heard that. And I've been living here for years. Um, and I've never heard of anything like that here in Mexico, although um, they tell people to wash their fruits and vegetables with some kind of special solution. I never have. Um, I never have. And I've never been sick. Let me knock on some wood. But <laughs> um not to say that they don't have processed foods here, because they do. I mean, you can get whatever you want. You can get McDonald's, Burger King. I mean, I have PF Chain the other day, um, all that stuff. But everything is freshly cooked. Mm-hmm. There nothing is like sitting on the shelves for hours, nothing's right, sitting on right, the shelf for days. Right. Um I mean, I can go to the butcher and he'll kill the pig right then and there. Right. Like that stuff came that day. Wow.
0: Wow.
1: Um, you know, I give uh, cheese is a huge one. Like I I I pose the question about dairy. And so I can't really eat dairy in the States at all. It causes me issues, although I eat it anyways. Here, for the longest, I never had milk. <laughs> Because one one diff, one huge difference is milk. So milk sits on the shelf here. Okay. <laughs> it's not in <an> the refrigerator. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it comes in a box. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so, you know, I had my first bowl of cereal like like maybe December of last year. I think I had my first bowl of cereal. And, I, and by that time, I had been living here for three years. Uh-huh. So I was terrified of milk. And so... It did nothing to me. Let me have me a glass of milk in the States. Oh Lord, I'm gonna feel like I'm about to die.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so that's that's one huge difference. Like the, the milk and the cheese, the dairy is different. Like uh cheese is made fresh here every day. Like, um, I bought cheese yesterday. I went to the store yesterday to get out the house and bought cheese and they made it fresh that day. There is no no cheese that's well, they do have cheese that sits in the refrigerator, but I mean, you can get fresh cheese made that day, and oh, it's heaven! It's it's definitely
0: heaven. So a lot of fresh, uh, food, <laughs> a lot of fresh food, a lot of fresh dairy, from what you're saying. And um, how does that make your your body feel in comparison to um, when you've eaten at home or going back home for you know holiday, and you know may have eaten some cheese or some type of dairy there, but um. when you have it have it fresh you notice a difference how your body reacts to that
1: of course of
0: course um
1: when i go back home i won't lie i don't eat good when i go back home i have pop pies and all that other kind of stuff but in comparison to here pop pies would be like some fresh chicken like it would be fresh fried chicken so that they cook that day it's not something that's been sitting in the freezer and they bring it out and fry it you know um so for me to eat fried chicken here, I, I'm not going to get gassy. I'm not going to get bloated. Let me eat some damn fried chicken back home and see how I feel. Like I'll be, I'll, excuse me, but I'll be constipated. I'll be gassed up. Mm-hmm. And my skin will probably break out. All that negative stuff. Right. But here, for me to go get some fried chicken, like they, they just they just got the chicken that day and they eat fried all right. it right now. So. All right, right. Farm
0: the table. That's what they call yeah. it. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And another huge difference is the fruits and the vegetables here. Um, When I go home, you know, the stuff isn't ripe. It's not ripe. You know, you have to let it sit there for a couple of days before you eat it. Here, if you don't eat your fruit the same day, the next day, maybe even the third day, I'll give you maybe three days. It's rotten because it's ripe. It's fresh. You know, they let it ripen and you eat it. You eat it that day. Like I'll go... I'll get a delivery because I don't really grocery shop. I'll get a delivery of fresh fruits and vegetables maybe two or three times a week because the stuff goes bad so quick. You know, when I was back home, um, I can let something sit in, sit in the refrigerator for a week and it still ain't right, bro. I'll let it sit out and it's still not right.
0: <laughs> so what do you think that um, is attributed to? Um, I don't know.
1: Maybe the... The abundance
0: I don't know like you think you think American has um uh, i guess uh too much demand, and they have to kind of like modify i guess the food in order to meet those demands so they can have supply, you know supply and demand, do you think that's it, or you know policies that we have here in in, in the states as for as government to allow that to happen just because of supply and demand I mean. <laughs> It just I makes think. you think. It just it makes us all just be connected. It just makes you really think,
1: right? I don't know. I think it's more of a capital, capitalistic thing. Um, I, I'm, I probably, I'm. They probably waste a lot of food here. They probably waste a lot right. of fruits and vegetables. I won't lie. They probably do. <laughs> right. Because I'll go in the store and I'll see stuff sometimes rotten and I'm like, I don't want it. You know. Right. So, um, I think it's a it's a cost cutting measure in the states. Um, but again, I think. You know, I won't say that the climate is different. Nah, the climate is different. Because it doesn't, there's not too many places in Mexico where it gets cold. You know, like half of the United States. Like, right. it snows, it get cold. Like, you're not growing too much of nothing there. So, maybe that could be an issue, too. And I find the same thing when I talk to my other expat friends around the world. Because they, they usually live in warm climates. So, it's like, there's just a... a the fruit and the vegetables just never stop growing. Right. So it's, you know, it's just there. And the other thing that I find um is that they actually have stuff that is seasonal here. Um like certain types of the, times of the year I can't get certain fruits and vegetables because it's just not in season. They're not growing it. Um meanwhile in the States, you know, I can get that stuff whenever I want to. <laughs> so right. um I I don't know. I I think it's more of a capitalistic thing that, you know, we're we're not going to let it ripen and we're just going to let it sit there because we're trying to save money. That's all All it comes down to it. Right.
0: All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, So what is your current exercise routine if you have, uh, even if you, you have one? So what's your current exercise routine?
1: Um, well, I was on exercise routine kick, um especially after i was I felt better after my COVID stuff. um I was getting up real early in the morning, like i said it's it's always hot here, so I was getting up at like six and I would go and exercise for maybe half an hour, or so get some sun, um use weights um and just move <laughs> so I sweated. <laughs> I would just move until I sweat and, you know, raise my legs up, move my arms. Um, so that's that's basically what Well, was my routine. I need to get back to it. Um, so how
0: many days a week were you doing that? And for, like, how long it, was that, you know, routine when you were doing
1: it? Um, seven, six, seven days a week. Because okay. I was trying to build my lungs back up. Okay. Like, it was a week. It was, it was, weak.
0: Right. It was weak. Right. Right. So you were trying to do some... Uh, more kind of a, a cardiovascular workout with kind yeah. of build your endurance back up. You said your body yeah. had um, gotten, gotten fatigued down. So you're trying to uh, find a way to build it, build it back up. And so, yeah. so that lasted your routine was probably what, like 15, 20, 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, I did about uh, 30 minutes in the morning,
0: 30 minutes. Okay. 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 Did you like working out first thing in the morning to get your day started? Or did you prefer like, I'll wait to the evening because it's a little bit cooler or how did, how did you prefer to do that? What did, what did you feel um, or your, your best results in regards to just how you felt, you know, mentally and physically when, where, did, where what times of the day when you worked out, did you feel like, you know, okay, I like this a lot better.
1: I'm always the first thing in the morning person. Cause then um, I could, uh, you know, sweat, and then go take a shower and then just be done for the day. And, you know, I don't have to take, you know, multiple showers or whatever. But um, yeah, and it, and it helped, you know, cope being on quarantine too. Because right. I mean, we were locked down.
0: So. Right. Right. I got you. I got you. And okay, speaking of that, so how has your diet, your food intake, as well as your exercise routine um, changed due to COVID? Mmm.
1: I, before this, I guess I cooked more. Um, I did, I did cook more now. I've just been ordering out. <laughs> um, but I guess my diet hasn't changed. Cause like I said, everything's fresh. So even if I was to, you know, ordering out is not the same as ordering out in the States. Um, the food is cooked fresh. It would be like something I cooked. It's not like I'm eating out at Cheesecake Factory or Burger King or, you know, something like that. Um, And honestly, there's not too many restaurants that I've visited in my life in the States. I mean, the 30 years of my life, um, where I can say that stuff was cooked fresh. Right. You know, they always have some type of additives in it. There's
0: always
1: throws in something. Right, right. right.
0: They're doing something to it.
1: They're doing something to it.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing to where you can get uh, fresh cooked food that, but the food that they're cooking is actually fresh, not the yeah. actual act of preparing the food is fresh, of course, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be fresh because it has to be hot, you know, if them to package it, then deliver it. But you're saying they have actually fresh ingredients, going back to what you are saying in the, in the yeah. beginning of the interview of, you know, their, their produce is ripe and it's Um, you know, the, the meat is pretty much, you know, um, um, slaughtered that day and cooked and all that kind of stuff, and you notice a difference in that. So even with that being said, can you give us a, just a couple examples of the type of foods that you are having, uh, uh, delivered or would you say, you know, your version of ordering out? Because again, I'm glad you clarified that. Cause I'm thinking like, when you say ordering out, I'm like, okay, she get pizza delivered. It's like, you yeah. know, in Popeye's or whatever. So, you know, just inform us how, what, uh, what, what, what ordering out is in, in Mexico
1: um order now would be tacos
0: <laughs> describe these tacos because see you all that you all don't, don't have the discussions that we have and when she's describing um the tacos and the meat and the preparation like in our in our business chat or whatever i'm like i couldn't imagine far as that here or um those type of restaurants here like you're probably paying maybe like 15 dollars a taco or or something like that again that capitalistic type of mentality where you know in actuality it shouldn't cost that much but i've i've seen restaurants uh where they're making something like a taco and once they you know want to promote oh it has fresh ingredients there or you know uh farm to table you know you're you're already looking at 25 dollars you know what i mean and mm-hmm. uh the chef coming out like salt bay doing all the extra stuff I like, listen that don't impress me how does it taste so tell us a little bit more about that
1: um funny you mention that because like when I first moved here this dude was like you're gonna put on so much weight eating all them damn tacos and stuff and I'm like why when everything's fresh you know and but let me see eating out to me would be like I said you, it's usually tacos I mean tacos I mean that's just the staple in Mexico like you can go to a uh, I mean, and this is also not a thing in the States, or taco carts its actually not really a thing here in this city, but if you're in somewhere where it's not a hundred degrees every day, you can go to the carts, but, um, you go get, you go to the cart, they're, they frying up the meat, you know, mm-hmm. right in front of you yeah. and they're frying up the tortillas and they put the meat in there. Um, you get you some salsa, um, it depends. I mean, tacos don't usually have cheese or lettuce or anything like that. It's just usually meat and salsa. But every now and then you'll find places that'll have cheese and everything like that. But, um, and you get what, three, four, five, six, seven tacos? Uh-huh. Depending on how hungry you are. I can literally probably eat seven, depending on how, how um, hungry I am. And they're only like, oh, they're like this big. They're not very big. Um, not used to the you know the huge tacos that we're used to in the states, um, and that's a meal. You like I said, you get three, three to maybe seven, eight of them and eat them. Wow. Wow. And it's wow. it's fresh. Like I said, the meat is fresh. Mm-hmm. You can get different cuts. Um, they have steak. Uh, my favorite is uh, the diaphragm of the cow, which what did I tell you it was flank flank steak? I think yeah, it is.
0: Steak.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Flank steak. Uh, it's so tender and so juicy, and so uh, they marinate it, and mm-hmm. oh, it would be so damn good.
0: <laughs> and I bet you it doesn't cost an arm and a leg down there in order to 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 have that. Like I said, from what you're describing, if we applied that same type of cooking method and same type of freshness and food preparation, I mean that's a they will call like a, an upscale type of, type of place. That's what that would be here. And so I can imagine that's not, that would, that, that's not that down, down there. Like you wouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg how it is up, up here. Um, so you said, you know, due to COVID, you know, you would, you know, order out more. So you said that, that has changed. What else has changed? Um, you know, far as in regards to your, your uh, food intake and exercise routine due to COVID.
1: Um, that's pretty much it. Oh, I,
0: I, <laughs> my
1: new love is plantains. And that's, that's not something that's very healthy. <laughs> and probably why I put on some weight too, because it's, it's, in, it's probably compared to potatoes, even though it's a fruit. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of starch, a lot of carbs. Um, and so, yeah, I got that's you. I
0: got you. I got you. Um, that's my new indulgence. <laughs> I, guess, I guess pure. Uh, I guess transparency to put things into context, and this is very, very important for people to to hear and understand, is that everybody's uh, everybody's goal may not be to lose weight. Um, yeah. Everybody's, uh, and I remember just discussions with you. You know, you said you wanted to put on just a little bit more size, um, and maybe this is kind of like one of the, a blessing in disguise as far as for you. But I just said all that to say is that, you know, I don't want anybody to, uh, to necessarily think uh, as far as like what you were eating, as far as what your, um, your intake was, was necessarily like it's just bad just overall because people have to understand each person's context of what they're eating. You know what I mean? It may be different for you, you know, at the time, because, of course, you're answering the question. Um, and if that's an indulgence of yours, but that was still something that was still on the same playing field of what your fitness goals were, you know what I mean? Um, of course, you know, I, I know a little bit more about you, you know, you weren't looking to, you know, gain 65 pounds, but maybe just put on a little bit of exercise that you're comfortable with. Right. So I just wanted to put that in the, in the, in the context for people, because everything that you eat, you shouldn't have to really think that. Oh, it has a lot of carbs in it or high carbs and it's bad for, me. you know, that worked for Elise, you know what I mean? in that time for what she was um, working towards or what one of her goals were. So I just wanted to put that into into, into context for people. Um, Last question is um, what's your take on the current events in America and how has it, um, how has it had a ripple effect? On your person, on you personally, as well as international.
1: Um, my take is, um, it's it's been a long time coming, of course. Um, and like like they're saying, I mean, we're in an international crisis, or people, hundreds of people. Are dying a day at least here in Mexico like today I think it was 675 people since yesterday died um and so they're still out here doing sick shit <laughs> um to my to my people in America um and so like I said it's been a long time coming um internationally I mean stuff has popped off here in Mexico Uh, particularly Mexico City um, which is the big city here Um, and uh, you know they were out protesting for you know black lives and you know they were protesting because they have police brutality here too even though it's a homogenous society Um, and of course you know I talked to my other friends uh, in Colombia, different parts of Mexico um, in America in in Europe, um, in Africa. And it's the same thing. Like, it seems like people were waiting on us because, you know, black Americans are pretty much the only ones that that get stuff started (laughs) and has continually gotten things started on, you know, rights as a whole, um, and not just rights for black people. As rights for everybody on this earth. um, and they were waiting on us to to start it cuz it seems like everybody you know is talking and doing stuff now so it's crazy um personally i wish i was there and i could take part of it but i guess my destiny ain't, ain't to be there at this time <laughs> um i'm here for for other things but um yeah i'm i'm proud of proud of my people i'm proud <laughs>
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, Miss Elise Robinson. Um, I thank you for taking time out of your day to do this interview and let um, you know my people know a little bit more about you and um, how the world's current events has uh, affected you down in Mexico and got a little bit more information about the diet there and you know your routine. Um, go ahead and tell us where people can find you at, follow you at, where you' at on. Um, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, or whatever, your,
1: your website, let them let them have it. Um, again, my name is Elise Robinson. You can find me at EliseRobinson.com. I'm on uh Instagram, Facebook, uh Twitter, uh Pinterest, and that's Miss Elise Robinson as Ms. Um also if you're thinking about moving overseas after you know me giving my my little snippet of being in Mexico and how great it is. Um there is over 190 countries you can move to on this earth. Um check out beaforner.com. Um my podcast and my YouTube channel where I talk about being a black american living in Mexico.
0: All righty. And there you have it folks and yeah that's a great way to close it out i really don't need to say anything else any, anymore so you as a listener or a viewer i appreciate you taking time out to watch and listen to this video and podcast and until the next podcast you all be safe and um you know black lives matter <laughs> <It's up. laughs>